Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from fall in Salt Lake City. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, the Pope. We'll be poping. The Pope. The Pope. The Pope is this Pope, Dan. We're, well, we'll see if this Pope. <laughs> we we will have a discussion as to whether or not this Pope. This Pope. Yeah. Oh, I say this Pope. Well, I say maybe this Pope. This Pope, you know. Who knows? He's something. But we'll figure all of that out later mm. in the show. Mm. You know, as we do. Yeah. We finally get to it. It's our thing. Eventually. <laughs> Whatever that's worth. Everybody, you know, eventually everybody finally gets to the Pope. Well, especially this Pope. You want to get to this Pope. <laughs> this, yay, this Pope. Oh, uh, this Pope. And, and apparently you can. I mean, write him a letter. Yeah, he'll give you a call. He'll, he'll just, he'll just call crazy. you. He's crazy. He's got Vatican observers all flummoxed. <laughs> they don't know what to do. All right, but save it. Save oh, it. Oh, we'll talk about it Okay. Later. All right. Okay. You want to go or me? I can go. Okay, go. Um, have you... Uh, this was something I had never even ever considered oh that couldn't that had to be approved as being kosher or not i just thought <laughs> kosher applied mainly to food mostly to meats yeah and or cheeses or the combination I mean, I, I, thereof i see the orthodox union little symbol and the par of symbol on foods all throughout yeah, sure. the supermarket you sure. know i understand it, it it has to be approved as kosher right right all right whatever but but we have a story about we- cell phones <laughs> I was going to say we've also heard the stories about elevators in in Jerusalem that ha- that like, but those are like Sabbath ready on the Sabbath have to yeah. like ha- just go to all of the floors yeah. all of the time because yeah. you can't push buttons and stuff. Right, 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 right. right. Special little workarounds, but I didn't think that that was like kosher. Yeah, right? it doesn't seem like that's part of kosher law. But <sighs> I mean, like, what the hell do we know? Right. And so, since this this is coming to us from the Jewish Daily Forward, ah, yes. So I'm trusting their use of the word kosher. Sure. Um, I kind of just have to. <laughs> because what do I know? Because you're not willing to do the research. To because I'm not going to really look around <laughs> and figure it out. Uh, anyways, apparently there has been a beef amongst certain ultra-Orthodox groups um, about smartphones. They uh-huh. haven't liked them. They've declared them not <laughs> kosher, which there's a word for that, but I don't remember. Um, Haram, I believe, is the Maybe. No, I'm just... That's the Islam word. Oh. Yeah, I knew it. Okay, you're right. No, there was a, there was a word in the article, but... Uh, who knows? Whatever. Uh, so, the, the beef, I guess, with them wasn't so much the fact that they are cell phones, but they, the, the fact that they're smart. <laughs> because, what? Because the, the, they're, there's a concern about having the internet freely freely accessible internet yeah uninhibited access to the internet um available just in your pocket <laughs> they're concerned that it that that's their concern you could yeah, well yeah you could be looking at porn you could be like looking at information that's just not relevant to your life <laughs> yeah that's kind of the point of it yeah um heredi these are heredi jews oh. Um, which I wasn't that familiar with the term, looked it up. These are like, they put the ultra and ultra, ultra orthodox. Oh like my. they are, they are sup- supremely orthodox. Boring. Yeah. And so um, this phone um, that's now available, 
<laughs> they, they the this company took an LG Optimus. Wait, was that the one that they took? It's a Google phone. Okay, yeah. Um, an Android. An Android. Um, oh, I'm on page two. That's why I can't find anything in this article. <laughs> I'm like sitting here trying to do this, and I'm like, where's all this information? <laughs> uh, they took an LG Nexus 4 um, and uh, completely 100% permanently, irreversibly disabled the web browser. Oh, good, good. Because you don't, you don't want that. It's gone. So that solves a lot of problems because they're okay with email. They're okay with text messages. <laughs> um, they're okay with apps. However, they this company has also set up their own app store so that you can you download right. approved apps. Right, because you because could just go and download and you could download a browser and you could download a browser and you're up your on the internet. <laughs> and then there's serious problems. Yeah, what um, they should have done is just they should have disabled the the phone's internal browser mm. and done their own browser, which only goes to approved websites. Well, see that that raises a question that I, I'm not fully aware of. I don't know how how happy they are with the internet. Period. Right. It sounds like they're right. just very grumpy about the they, internet. They they might be a little bit. Um, however, things that function on the internet, they're fine, such as like email. Right. They, yeah. they just don't want this open, free access what to about, all this. What about podcasts? Can they listen to us? Uh, probably not. We're internet. People. I have a feeling that we're not kosher. We're voices on the internet. For these people. We're not kosher. We are not. The non-kosher. Well, that's good to know because I don't want to be eaten. (laughs) So that's nice. Anyways, uh, the company, though, uh, in order to get one of these cell phones, you can't just buy one. Oh. Oh, of course not. Serious high demand. These are in high demand now that they've become available. They're retailing uh, somewhere between uh, four hundred fifty to three uh, to five hundred and thirty dollars, depending on the size of memory. Sure, the phone. That sure, makes sense. Sure. That totally makes sense. But to you have to apply to get one. <laughs> you have to complete a form outlining your reasons for <laughs> needing a smartphone, <laughs> and you have to secure the approval of your rabbi. I know that we've made this phone acceptable to our religion. But you still need to justify wanting it. Yeah. You have to, your rabbi's num- name and number has to be written down. So the company's supervising rabbis um, are able to um, verify uh, whether or not you can be trusted to use the phone responsibly. <laughs> and, or you can just go down to the fucking AT&T store and buy one and buy a phone and not worry but about it's not kosher no, it has not, not been declared kosher so that, that's bad for these people yeah right? i guess so if you want a kosher phone this is what you have to do to get one it's just so fun um, it's just like it to some extent like at what point do we assume that rabbis are just trying to keep themselves occupied so that they get a paycheck yeah i don't know. you know what i mean like at what point do we just assume that they are just making shit up for the sake of making shit up. I, I don't know. The, I think these people are really concerned, though. I think they're <laughs> legit. Um, they will accept work-related reasons for getting a phone. Okay, sure. But not any kind of requests that are, like, recreational-oriented you know, or whatever. No. Uh, or that seem frivolous. You're just trying right? to keep up with your friends? If you're just and trying to email your mom, that's not good enough. They also flat-out decline all applications from young yeshiva students who should be <laughs> instead focused on their religious studies. Yes. Okay. But they will consider older applicants who might be, you know, more responsible. Right. With the trust that has been. Yeah. I mean, them. like when Kathy Lee goes to, goes to Bible school, <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford goes and, and 
tries to become a rabbi. Yeah, yeah. Rab- rabbinical school. I don't know that she's she, this kind of <laughs> Jew. You don't think? I, I have a feeling she weird she doesn't subscribe. She to, should uh, the ultra orthodox. I'm going to try and oh. talk her into becoming the most orthodox Jew <laughs> on the planet. She needs to set an example for the rest of the Jews. Well, all right. The redheaded, drunken Jews. Anyway, hey, speaking of halal. Halal to you. <laughs> halal are you doing? Uh, I'm going to take us to Scotland. Dateline. That's not where I thought we were going. No, but it is where you thought we were going because um, there has been a sentence in a case. A man has been sentenced to 10 months in jail. Oh, no. For, for, you ready for this one? Throwing bacon into a mosque. Why did he do that? <laughs> just, is it a, oh, wait a second. Dude's wait, 25 wait, 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 years wait. old and he's a dipshit. He just, 10 years? 10 months. 10 months. Okay. That still seems pretty excessive. On what ground? What was, what was the sentence? What, what, it, it, like, what was he, what was he tried with? What was I, he found guilty of? You know what? I don't have that. I'm going to look that because up. But the point. I have a feeling this particular crime was not spelled out as such on the books. Right. Yeah. There's a, throwing bacon in a mosque is not you specifically think, a crime that. I'm thinking it's got to be like hate crime or something like that. Inciting an, uh, a riot. <laughs> he, he, he was caught on security cameras. Uh, he attached bacon to the handles of the main door. Oh, and then he threw some bacon inside the building. So, knowing so, full okay. well, is there a different that the that Muslims regard regard pork as unclean? Well, it's unclean. It's unfit for human consumption. It's just according un- to them. It's, it's also just unclean. Yeah, but I mean, so pork comes along. Touching you have it's to, not like, clean yourself. Special. I mean, like, what's the deal? I, he was he offended somebody. I know, I, uh, I don't know. That's really I, weird. I literally cannot track down what the hell he was he was charged with. I've got BBC here. They're not saying it. Anyway, he was wow. sentenced. He gets 10 months throwing That's, bacon. Well. He should be ten- sentenced to a full year just for wasting bacon. Well, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I, 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 I was hoping that part of the, the, the sentence would include something about not being able to eat bacon. Yeah, yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, you are now. You must live haram or halal yeah. uh, lifestyle need, yeah. for ten months. Let the fun, let the punishment fit the crime. Yeah, exactly. He right. has to be. He's not only does he have to go to jail for ten months, but they are going to feed him only only Middle Eastern foods that are <laughs> that could are, be torture. Could be really good. Yeah, I mean, I would like it. it, it actually, probably, yeah, it'd be fine. I'm trying to think of yeah. But you know, when you when you when you were raised and, on haggis. <laughs> <laughs> Might be bad. Apparently, the uh, the chairman of the Edinburgh and Lothian uh, Religion Equality Council. Oh, okay. Had this to say. He said, "Quote: Hopefully, a sentence like this will act as a lesson to show people that all religions need to be respected." <laughs> grumble, 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 grumble. Argle, bargle. I don't think it's about respecting religion. No, it's about a kid playing a prank. Yeah. And, and it's not a very funny prank, but come on, 10 months in jail? I mean, it, it's what, did it, I don't know. It seems like a weird thing. It just offended some people. 
It, it really does. I mean, That's it's not all like it is. he. I mean, in a, in, in a way, it's a form of vandalism. Yeah, it is. It's a form of vandalism. Just because it's not paint on a wall, there had to be a cleanup. There had to be a process. Sure, there was there was an assault on the property. Yeah, yeah, that must have been what they got him on. I mean. It, and I and I I see that and, that does actually maybe, make a little bit be, of sense to me. You can't the, let this kid get off. There may be hate crime laws that apply here. Yeah, but still, it's some kind of hate crime vandalism thing. I hate inspired vandalism. Yeah, I would. All I could say is, people out there, if you're going to do something and you, if your goal is to offend Muslims, yeah, just be more clever. Yeah, I mean, this is close. I think it gets close to clever. <laughs> kind of funny um put bacon on their door handles that's kind of fu- now that i think about it that that's pretty that's kind of funny <laughs> i don't think it's funny i think if you wrapped it's um, getting close if you made a, a a a doll out of bacon that had that was in a burqa like a, like a <laughs> <laughs> and you threw that into the four-year. No, no, that's the same thing. You've done exactly the same thing, but you've made it slightly more offensive. Okay, here's what you you know what okay. you do. You have you have barbecues every every day every time that they're about to go to church. You on the adjoining property. You just that's what that church in Murfreesboro could be doing. That's what we that's what we suggested. I think I think Did I came, I think that? I came up with that one then too. I don't remember that. I think you just have a barbecue. And you roast up all pork products, get some ribs going, get some big fans to blow it in that direction, <laughs> and you just make it smell really good. See, I think it's rude. What I'm su- suggesting? I think it's rude. It's highly rude. Yeah. It's intensely rude. And I don't, there's, I don't and know, there's no point I don't to know how I feel it. about that, Dan. There's no point to really doing it. Intentionally being rude just to be I'm rude? I'm just kidding. I'm saying if you're looking... These are people who are looking to be rude to these people. I'm not looking to be rude to anybody. I like them. That's a fine line, Dan. You're giving people ideas. I am. I'm, brains- I I'm brainstorming for the for the devil. <laughs> brainstorming for Satan. You're brainstorming for the for the idiots out there. Yeah, but our listeners are good, wholesome people who don't want to, who have no desire to go out and just be rude for the sake. I'm not of being saying rude. that you're inciting you, that you, Dan, are inciting something, <laughs> or that you are actually passing on these ideas to people. Yeah, I just yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like you're suggesting, though, that it would be funny. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> In part because I don't give a shit about their stupid food rules. Right. I but... don't care about your food rules. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think that it's not something well, I, okay. I would do. Since we're doing the whole Muslim thing, I'm just going to move on to a story. Okay. Uh, in the UK, you, you may have heard about this. Yeah, this I may week, have, but I don't know. Um, about the uh, Muslim woman who has been ordered by the, the court, the, the court, the judge in her the uh, case that she's involved in. Uh, she has to remove her veil to give trial evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting stuff. Yes, I know. Sort of, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you have to draw a line somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because, for instance... You can't have your photo ID picture taken with your veil on because right. it defeats the purpose of a photo ID. Exactly. And you can't. So, the, so, so, like, you know, there are moments in civil society when we have to say, look, I know you have all of your cute little traditions and everything, but we require this. Exactly. 
So where do you draw that line? And this yeah. is the whole Quebec thing. We're going to talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, it's just a question of where do we draw the line? Right. And, you know, like, so initially um, the judge was, um, well, I mean, the concern here is that there's a jury in the room mm-hmm. who needs to be able to see this person's face while she testifies. Right. To be able to get some sense of do they trust her it's just part of the information but, yeah that the, it, it, that they need to collect right. to, to, to have everybody a... else is in the room and is is going under the same level of scrutiny right and needed and required scrutiny right and uh and uh so she has to of course do the same thing otherwise a deposition would be good enough right and it's not Right. We actually require people in the UK and most courts everywhere require people to show up and say they're they plead their case. Right. And show so, their face. Unless and they're their unless face. they're a multi billionaire, in which case they don't ever have to show up. <laughs> they can just do whatever they want. Well then that's the solution here. Yeah, she needs to she make needs a lot to get more money. A lot of money and then she doesn't have to be in court. Um but she's so anyways, she's a twenty two year old woman. Who um, ref- was refusing to remove her niqab? Mm. Um, the the there's a picture um, of her. Um, the niqab is that's the one with just the slit, right? It's not a burqa in the sense of like this heavy ball, right. but it's like a scarf. Which is set up. I mean, the niqab with part the... just refers to the headgear, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so. They have a head covering, covers all the, you know, their hair and everything, and then they have a scarf over their face. That's my understanding of what it is. Yeah. That's what the picture makes it look like, too. Yeah. And so... um, It should be called a a ninja cob. (laughs) She does look ninja-esque. Yeah, it's actually in her benefit to have that thing removed. She looks a little badass right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you wear one of those things, and I guarantee you, a a jury of non-Muslims... They're not going to feel overly trusting of you. <laughs> it's not going to inspire them to go, "Oh, she's innocent." This feels this feels right. She feels yeah. she feels good. And since she's on trial, she's not somebody that's an important detail I don't think we mentioned. She's actually on trial. Right. She's not somebody who's just appearing in court. She is on trial. She is the defendant right. here. Yeah. So she needs to be, you know, presenting herself well she needs she needs to be pretty yeah pretty damn uh sympathetic so yeah so anyways um i guess they came up with some kind of compromise well that, uh, i mean they're ordering I, her to remove the head the, the niqab during right. her testimony right i what i heard was that and this was i think on npr and i was driving mm-hmm. so you know my memory of it might be a little spotty okay but it was basically that uh the, the 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 compromise that they came to was that the judge was able the judge was said that they, they could put up a a barricade so that the gallery meaning the uh the the, the pe- public the public right don't see her right as she testifies so only members of the court uh and and you know pertinent jurists and whatnot can see her right so it minimizes i guess the number the the damage of her face and then uh, and then and then she's and then so but she has to have it off for the duration of her testimony and then once her, once her testimony is finished she can cover back up again yeah go back into ninja mode i mean it uh, it seems like i guess it's enough but isn't there something about the defendant the way they're sitting at, 
while other people and responding wow, while listening I, I mean the juries really watch the defendant yeah well and they, i don't know I, i've, they I've get never been on a ninja. jury and i'm not a not a lawyer so i i'm not quite sure like what they're instructed to rely on and not rely on and all well, that kind of stuff but something like, tells me that facial expressions are f- and like like judging reading somebody in that situation is probably far less effective than people would think it's probably more deceptive than anything hmm. so i think we should put ninja masks on all of our defendants well i think that's i think we should mask them but then again you're, yeah, I you're, mean, so you're advocating sharia <laughs> i <Death>. well <laughs> only in the sense that i want everyone to have to wear a burqa well there are a lot of people i would suggest should wear burqas <laughs> please that's true um, could you take your face and cover it, please? Ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> you need to become a Muslim um, like yesterday. I'm thinking, sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> you need to become a Muslim female. Yes. Right now. I'm going to pay for your transgender surgery <laughs> and you're going to join Islam. I need to say this phrase five <laughs> times. Or was it three times? I can't remember. What I don't was. know. Yeah. There are some people who should cover up. That's what we're getting at. That's the joke, people. Cover up. Cover your shame. If you're ugly, we don't want to see you. Here's a thought that I had that I you have no right to be in public. I kind of want to get back to this thought of like, I I I kind of put myself into her position, right? I could try to imagine. Yeah, my life in public has been lived with this cloth over my face. Right. the The only thing that that strangers have ever seen of me are my eyes. Yeah. And for the and now she's like taking the stand, and even though they they've come to this compromise and everything, um, they uh, she still has to show her face in public. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a biz- a very strange experience. Yeah, and one that I've, I'm I've I've tried to understand a little bit. Try to it'd just be strange. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like that. Uh, that quote from v for vendetta about Mm -hmm. you know once you wear the mask for long enough you forget what you look like who the man is underneath or something like that masking yeah (laughs) all right all right germany i'm going to germany okay church in germany how do you imagine it the I German... imagine church in Germany to be very severe. This is there are rules. This is Protestant <laughs> German church. Okay. In Dresden. Fewer rules, but still still very strict. Okay. When you are quiet, you are quiet. We will have silence <laughs> for the prayer. <laughs> to all our German listeners, because we know we, we have do, some, we do have German listeners. You have to understand, like more the way Americans joke about Germans, <laughs> I think a lot of Americans actually think of Germans as always yelling. It's so unfair. <laughs> you are all a bunch of Hitlers running around. Oh, don't sit. No, that's not that's not the impression at all, Dan. <laughs> it's, it's just the yelling. It's it's, the, it's, it's a it's, bunch of. Um, it's just it, it comes. It seems like a very loud language. It's just it's. There's a video that's there's online a, that's... There's a severeness. <laughs> that there's I, a strikingness yes. to the language. <laughs> that's just so much fun. And there's... Because of movies, popular right, culture, right. and there's so much of damned World War II popular culture, yeah. right? Or in popular culture, 
that there's a lot of screaming Nazis yeah, in you, these movies. You, you Germans don't come out very good in the in the, <laughs> in the World War Two movies, unfortunately. Yeah, there was a video that was going around that I saw this week on the YouTube's that was of yeah. like how German sounds to us, how the ling- German language sounds to us, and what it does is it just keeps it takes specific words, yeah, and it shows people speaking them in different languages, so French, Italian, Spanish, mm-hmm. and then German. Yeah, so okay. it's like butterfly, farfalla, blah blah blah, schmetterling. <laughs> it's so unfair. <laughs> it's so unfair. it's so unfair. <laughs> uh, okay, so church. So church. How do we imagine in, church in Germany? I think well, was the question. Well, here's where we're going. <laughs> uh, according to local reports, a a few German churches in Dresden. Will introduce erotic sermons. What? Dun, dun, dun. That actually is another uh, <laughs> German stereotype. Right, right. You imagine you imagine a, a female pastor in fishnets, fishnets with a whip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes to that severe thing again. I think the dominatri- dominatrix. Yeah, everyone has to take their sacrament like in an Iron Maiden or in in in, in a cage. Or well, in in a sex dungeon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can pick. Yeah, you can. Which is so funny. Uh, yeah. This is actually what's what's actually really awesome about this is that uh, the ostensible reason why they're having erotic sermons at church uh-huh. is to get rid of this sort of religious conservative reputation in in Saxony, which is the state that uh-huh. Dresden is sort of the capital of. Okay. So, I think that's really cool. Like. They say, you know, that so the the organizer, the program organizer, is a man who's named Rudolf Renner. But I'm sure it's actually just Rudolf Renner. <laughs> He's a very nice man. But he says he says there are some, still some people in the church that think homosexuality is a sin. Mm. The relationship between the church and sexuality is very tense. He says it is. Yeah. Well, he's trying to fix it. He's trying to loosen things up. <sighs> loosen it up, baby. I mean, I guess let's I have some sexy that. time in the church. Yeah, come on in. It's time to worship. So, okay, so we're gonna have a good time with Jesus tonight. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> we're gonna read some Bible. So, more details. Like how how is it playing out? They're literally just doing, you know, they're just going to go with some... The problem is that the source material uh-huh. is in German, and I'm not that great. Uh, My German's not that great. Run through Google Translate. Yeah, well, Google's also not very good. Mm. But it's My better. guess is <laughs> but, it, would, it would know those words that you don't. Yes, indeed. It, it's... I I just... You know, the, the main thing is just that it's... Uh, it's they're They're going to try... They're trying to... Make you know, trying to get rid of this no, but this notion that sexuality is not okay, okay. in church in, okay. in, in within a religious context. It's not not okay in to church. Have sex no, in I'm not. Church. I'm not saying okay. in church. I'll write that down. <laughs> that's, that's good information to have. Yeah, in Ger- Okay, all my listeners, I want you to know it's okay to have sex in church in Germany. Go have sex in church. Well, at least in Dresden. In Dresden. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Fascinating, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> super fascinating 
so fascinating. Well, uh, the Mormons, Dan. They don't have sex in church. They decidedly do not. <laughs> um, they have the opposite of sex in church. Which is what? Boring. Not sex. <laughs> I don't know. I... Well, that didn't go anywhere. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, Mormons are joining Hawaii's gay marriage fight. But on which? But on which side are they joining it, Frank? Well, they're against gay marriage. Ooh. They are staying against gay marriage. But this is like this is like the first one. But that's not what the letter says. Okay. Okay. Um, they have kept quiet um, during all the recent states that have been having these sort of issues coming. Ever up. since they got in big trouble in After California, Proposition Eight in California, they have just sort of stayed out of it. But Hawaii. For whatever reason, they felt the need to jump back in. Well, for one thing, they're like, like f- over five percent of the Hawaiian population is Mormon. That's they've, true. They've got a huge foothold in Hawaii. If five percent is huge, it's I think it's more than five. It's five percent. I just read it in an article. But I mean, what that means is that that's more than because the the percent of people who are religious in Hawaii is like fifty. So they've got so one in ten religious people. Is Mormon. Is Mormon. Right. I mean, that, that's a good showing. It's a big... Yeah. That's a good showing. It really is. Solid. That's it's much higher than the national good average. Good for them. Much higher. 2% is the national average. Yeah. 1% to 2%. Sure. Yeah. So, nonetheless, they've decided that they are going to get in and make sure that, they're, that their members are getting involved in this issue. Yeah. And what they are doing this go around, just like in in California, they wrote up a letter um to be read. And right. um however to be, to be read by is... the bishops over the pulpit to the congregations. Yes. Um and uh so this one is um it has instructed the the, the members to to read to go back and study the church's, the family, a proclamation to the world. <laughs> and the document, of course, endorses one man, one woman marriage. Right. And uh, and they are to go back there to prayerfully study that and to then call and act as private citizens, their elected officials. Right. And to express their views. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, this is where you can go. To get the information. To get information about what we in the church pray, feel. Pray about it. And then you pray about it on your own and come to your own conclusions. Your own conclusions. About what We're not telling you what you need to <laughs> which think Which conclusion. Here. Right. We'll just tell you where you can find what our conclusion is. Right. Exactly. This is different than Prop 8. Prop 8, they were like out and out. This is our position. Blah, blah, blah. Give your money Give to your this money can- campaign and, and you know, dedicate your time. Get on the blah, phones. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they got they just jumped into the whole thing. Yeah. Whereas in Hawaii, they're just, hey, listen. You know, it's a much more aloha approach <laughs> <laughs> to gay marriage activism. Oh, I would, as a kid, I would hate it when somebody would show up in the ward for Sunday services who had been to Hawaii or lived in Hawaii or served a <laughs> mission in Hawaii, and they would be like, they'd get up at the pulpit and they'd be like, aloha, and everybody in the congregation would be like, oh. <laughs> that still happened. That but happens. They do that. Yeah. They, in in Hawaii, they do it. Also in Hawaiian wards here in Utah, they do it. 
Did you know that? Really, I didn't. Yeah, would, that makes sense. Out, if you go out to the to to like Andrea Andrea's uh, cousin uh-huh. came back from a mission. Oh no! And we went out there, and yeah, we got a big old aloha and the whole and the whole ward aloha. Oh, I and I was just I like, just "You are not ball. in Hawaii." Yeah, it's so corny. It's corny in Hawaii. In Hawaii, it means something. It's meaningful to them, though. Still corny. Yeah. Well. It's more. It keeps it. It makes it less boring, for a second. Yeah, but that that permeates through the whole. No, it doesn't. Yeah, well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Dan. It did when I went to church in Hawaii. Did it? It did. It, did, felt, it, it felt, felt more. Ho- more. It felt totally different. Church. I, I was. Different. I was. A, I was a teenager at the time. Yeah. But church felt a hundred percent better. No, it didn't. It did. No, it didn't. It was so much nicer. No. Okay. <laughs> like, seriously, like, Hawaii, you were on a high. You were in Hawaii. That was a big part of it. I was also in a church that had, op- that was like, the walls were open. Okay. To the, to the, to the. To the air, so, that's so like nice. Hawaiian, like perfumed with Hawaiian air, which is perfumed with flowers. But the, was flowing what through. was the service? But the thing is, the service it was the same, like setup. But the Hawaii, but the thing about Hawaii is that, like, just the feel of the service was different. I don't know. It was just more laid back. Everybody's so this is like a low, but it wasn't. It wasn't just laid back. It was actually energized. It wasn't just so aloha, and everybody else was like aloha. It was like aloha, and everybody else was like aloha, and everybody was like excited, and it was just like the rules didn't seem important, and it was just like let's just go through our meeting. We're gonna have a good meeting. Yeah. Okay. I don't like that. Well, there you go. Don't <laughs> then then it's a good thing that you're not a Mormon and you're not in Hawaii. It's gross. Hawaii. Um. So there, there is a place in California. It's a Christian college mm-hmm. called Azusa Pacific University. What is Azusa? Azusa. I don't know. Is that a town? Azusa Pacific University. It's is it a person. What's Azusa? I don't know. I didn't look that up. Okay. Okay. You okay. go that's ahead and look clearly that up. Not, that's clearly not the that's, point of the story. That's okay. not where we're going. Okay. Um, it's a but it's a Christian college, and the oh. head of the uh, theology department, or the former head. I don't, I don't know if she's still the head or not. Her name was, her name was Heather Clements. Okay. And she was a theology professor. Okay, cool. Her name now is Adam Ackley. And he still would like to be a professor there, but they've said no. Oh, why? Because he's transgender. They That's are rude. The, it's, it is rude. She's working with them. She, here's the thing. It's like, I get the sense that they really like her, him, but, uh, the, it's, I mean, so the concerns that they, that they have put forward apparently are about like, what will the parents think? What will the donors think? What will all of this stuff? So it's not, what's funny is that like, it's not specifically in their bylaws, in their rules that she, that he cannot teach there. Right. There's a reference to like, there's like one lit reference in the rules to, uh, to uh, about gender, but okay, but nothing that but says nothing that you says can't change your gender. specifically that you can't change your gender. So there you go. 
I just think what what an interesting position to be in. And apparently the turning point for him, the point at which he cuz I mean, he's 47 years old. Yeah, okay. So the turn so he's been battling with this the turning point came when the uh and Pat Robertson said that uh <laughs> he didn't have <laughs> you'd think that that would be it. <laughs> Uh, no, when the American Psychiatric Association removed gender identity identity disorder from uh, their list of mental illness. No way. And suddenly he just thought, oh, I'm not mentally, I'm not a mentally ill woman. Right. I'm just a man with the wrong bits. So, wow. So, so, so he goes forward and he, he changes his, his, his gender identity and... Like, I, I just wish I knew a little bit more about the school because, like, they must not be that. I mean, first of all, they already had a head professor of theology who was a woman. Yeah. So they 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 must not be like crazy conservative. Yeah. Because well, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's evangelical Christianity. I don't know how not. You know, I don't. I don't know. Huh. I just I find it all very fascinating. I and here's so here's another negative thing. Her insurance will now not pay for his insurance will not pay for like the hormone replacements and all the hormone treatments and all of the stuff. Mm. Which it may have done if it were a secular school. Right. But yeah. So Ugh. well tough road ahead. There you have it. You left. That's kind of a downer, Dan. Good. I wanted to down you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. That sounds weird. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's. It. There's still struggles ahead for for the 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 transgendered community has not seemed to have found full acceptance in society yet. No, it's. We'll all be surprised to learn. Yeah, that's it's it's a tough one. Azusa is a town in California. Okay, thank you, thank you. I, it just was such a particular sounding thing that had no meaning <laughs> to me. I just yeah glommed onto it, and so I apologize. Yeah, apparently for, the for... apparently the Azusa Pacific mascot is Coog the Cougar. Come on, guys, Coog 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 the Cougar Coog the Cougar. This is not in a very imaginative bunch. No. Get it together, Azusa. Sam. Right. The Cougar. Great. Buddy. Buddy the Cougar. The Cougar. Cosmo. Oh, that's taken. Oh, that one is taken. Cosmo is is BYU's Cougar mascot. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. All right. Well, there you go. (sighs) Well. If people would like to, to talk to us about any of these things, they certainly could. Don't yeah, you think? They could find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Yeah, stuff happens there all the time. Mm, That's yes. good. You like could, us. You could email us if you want to. Write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We've got some uh, creepy Christians. Let me, just, let me just paint a picture. Yeah, I do, Dan. Imagine a set... Mm. On a TV show, mm. sort of midway between uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse and I don't know, I, 
Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That square in the middle of those two things. Mm-hmm. Bright colors, lots of yellows and blue, mm-hmm. bright mm-hmm. blues and stuff. Uh, it's but a- what you could have done in your garage. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The level of quality of construction. Oh, yeah. Don't be imagining a really nice looking thing. <laughs> but then imagine uh, a a... Two women, one white, one black, mm-hmm. the black, both with smiles larger than Texas. They, oh, absolutely. They are the happiest women ever. <laughs> and they have a, with them a young boy, a child. A, a very young child. Very young child. A little too young to be on TV. I would think. Yeah. But but he is. Somebody made is, that decision. There he is. And this is what happens. Well, it's time to ring our worship bell. Oh, great. Kitty cat, thank you. Yes, kitty cat. I'm sorry I beat you this time. Kitty cat likes to remind us that it's worship time. Oh, I love worship time. Boys and girls, will you sing with us too? And Noah, you can ring the worship bell, okay? Worship bell so sweet, calling us to meet with our best friend Jesus. Come and worship here, Jesus will be near, smiling when he sees us. Thank you, Noah. Now is the time when we get to see what's in our present box. Oh, this is going to be oh so good. This will be the Bible. You think is it a Bible in you here? You think it's a Bible? You're right. We have a letter oh, from Jesus. I love letters from Jesus. That's right. Let's see what Jesus says today. Creepy. <laughs> you have to understand, we have no idea where to cut this off because it's as long <laughs> clip and it's every minute of it is just as crazy as the last minute. It's like, where do you start and stop this thing? Uh, like, I... Uh, these people can write a song, though. <laughs> yeah. Rhyming. Jesus, you know, there's not, not a lot that's going to rhyme with Jesus. You can... Sees us. Sees us. Yeah. He sees us. He does see us. <laughs> Jesus sees us. <laughs> Jesus sees us. <sighs> you know, I can't. When you were a kid, did you like being talked to like that? Uh, no. I don't think I did. I don't think any child likes to be talked down to. I, uh... yeah, not that way. I mean, that much energy is fun, but Mm -hmm. like being talked down to as a child, they still pick up on it. They still get that you're like, oh, trying to manipulate them or whatever. Yeah. 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 Jesus. All right. Let's, uh, it's clear that Noah resents it. (laughs) <laughs> is that the kid's name? No, I think Yeah, he he was not tremendously excited to be a part of this. The, the Bible is the gift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's in the gift box? And this has clearly happened a number of times before. And he's like, "It's gonna be the Bible." <laughs> I already know what it is. It's the same. It's always the Bible. Thanks. And somebody cut his bangs. Oh yeah, in a perfectly straight line. Yeah. He's, he's oh that child, he has no hope. <laughs> oh no. no hope for this child. Oh to grow no up no no this kid normal. What's gonna being. happen is that either this kid's gonna keep straight as an arrow and like no. sort of drive himself crazy Drug or drug addict. I'm thinking I'm he thinking gets into some serious drugs. He goes whatever whatever the 
the 13 year from now or the 10 year from now equivalent to goth is <laughs> that's what this kid goes <laughs> painting his nails mm-hmm. doing the drugs fuck you dad all of yeah. those things yeah 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 i know what's in the box dad it's, it's always the bible dad <laughs> <laughs> i hate your fucking songs mom <laughs> Or, or else he takes all of these songs and does like death metal versions of them. Jesus, Jesus, yeah. I'm looking forward to that kid blossoming now. Now suddenly I'm like, I want to see. I want. Well, you better subscribe to that YouTube channel. I better. Yeah, I think they'll show us. Anyway, we had some people write to us. I'm gonna. I think we should address what they've written let's do kevin wrote to us from quebec uh Ooh. or rather from canada i don't know he's not from quebec oh he's from canada well, but thanks, um but you'll recall that last week we talked about quebec mm-hmm. and how they have this new legislation yeah that's the that, that that will not allow civil servants people who work for the state to uh to to wear their their Religious indicator clothing, yes, like their their hijabs and their burkas. What, what what did we call that? The ninja mask thing, the niqab, the niqab. Well, I agree with that one. I think that's just a basic. Anyways, go on. We're uh, getting to the story. Anyway, uh, so we we I think what we came to, and I don't know that we were in you and I were in perfect alignment on this, but what we basically came to was that this seemed extreme. I think it's extreme. Uh. So uh, Kevin wrote in to give us a little bit of perspective from the from you know a Canadian perspective. Yes. Okay. The the, the you know the frostbacks, the uh, yeah. the Canucks. Yes, have okay. something to say. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, he says, "Hey guys, love the show." Um, and he says, "I get a little tingle deep down inside every time you mention my beautiful country." Oh, and it is a beautiful country. I just thought I'd expand on some uh, information on the Quebec Charter you guys mentioned in episode 96. Uh, To be honest, he says, as a proponent of the bill, uh, he's seeing it as a good thing and not because it's getting rid of some religion. He says, first off, Quebec is our most liberal province and one of the most accepting of everyone, provided you at at least try to speak French. And that is a requirement, (laughs) I can tell you. Um, They've become very secular and have and have done a complete 180 from being Canada's most religious province uh, in the 80s to its least now, even though there still exists a church on top of every, the tallest hill in every area. All right. I did not know that. Huh. Um, he says, the reason I look upon this as a good move is because it is only affecting the public servants. When someone goes to the government in some... Uh, in, uh, when someone goes to the government in some way, they should not feel that their government shows preference to another belief system, and they should be, they should represent their position secularly. If a you know if a woman who is already uh, if a if a girl or boy is raped or in need of an abortion, a doctor with a yarmulke or a hijab or turban or even a cross can seriously put fear into someone who is already a victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a daycare operator with such a strong showing of religion can make a parent uncomfortable leaving their child in their care at a public daycare yeah. yeah he says this you know this only applies when they are working for their country when they're you know when their shift is over they're free to be whomever they want whomever they prefer 
but when the, they work for the public good, they should respect both the public and the public se- sector's impartiality. So some interesting points. Yes. I, I, I get that. I mean, I get that, you know, if you, if you were to go into, say, a judge's chambers and you see that, and, you know, especially we as atheists, if we, you know, if we were on trial for something and we mm-hmm. see a judge come out with a giant cross or with a, you know, whatever, it might feel like there's a worry that they might be biased. I think I'd want to know that I should be worried. Well, that's an interesting point, too. But my point is, it's not like these people's biases go away when they take off the exactly. cross. Yeah. It's not like these people's biases go away when they, you know. And the other thing is, I, I'm sorry, I, I re- and I've said this before, I would love it if all religion disappeared from the face of the earth. Right. But I'm more interested in reality. And right now, reality is that there are plenty of religions. They're going to stick around for a good long while. Yeah. And I'm interested in having a tolerant accepting society right i'm sitting here asking people to accept me as an right. atheist and to accept you as a gay man and to accept every, you know i'm i i'm pro acceptance mm-hmm. so i can accept going into the dmv to get my driver's license and having and talking to a woman who's wearing a headscarf absolutely i don't see i don't see how that affects my prejudice is not her all. problem no exactly my prejudice against her religion or mm-hmm. my, my sense of, like, not trusting her because of her religion is my problem, exactly. not hers. Exactly. I absolutely agree with that. <clears throat> I yep. mean, but, you know, my mom even wrote into us about this. Yeah. And she was talking about tribalism and sort of this sense that, that you know, wearing these things increases a, a sense of, of distance between people in a, in a country. And I disagree. I think that what... We as a country and what Canada as a country, what we as a society need to do is learn to be open to people, yeah. to embrace people. Because, frankly, making them take their stuff off is only going to make them feel more marginalized. I, I think it pushes them in the other direction. Right. Yeah. We don't want – we don't. Why are we, why are we wanting people to feel marginalized it, instead of everybody feeling accepted? <laughs> and, you know, if somebody – you know, we, the same argument could be made that, you know – you really can't hire black people for these civil servant jobs because some people are bigots against black people and they'll feel uncomfortable if they have to talk to a black person. Right. I think, I think you have to like, I think the argument against that would be, well, they're innately black, but I think they're not making the choice to be black. Right. But, but I I think you also have to sort of say, well, on a certain level, you would have people not applying to be a civil servant because they wouldn't be comfortable with the, the, the with this dress code. Right, exactly. Right. You're, you're so making someone you're, choose are, between their job and their religion. Exactly. That's not fair. And uh, I think that that's inappropriate. And I think that also it t- it makes, it has a cleansing effect on those spheres of those people. Yeah. Those people who, who are maybe a little bit stronger uh, or feel a little bit more strongly about their religion are, are, are going to disappear and, and miss those opportunities of, of engaging with the public, of rubbing shoulders with people who are, who are in a place that is actually being run in a way that is accepting right. of, 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 their, of their religious difference. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and the, 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 uh, those spheres have the opportunity to temper people yeah. and to temper their, their attitudes and to temper 
um, to, to 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 make the, bring them into the into the mainstream. I mean, interaction is what creates tolerance. Is what creates and, understanding. And I think by setting up those barriers in the name of secularism, I think it is is it's bass backwards. It's absolutely yeah. It's the I mean, we're sitting here talking about like we we want people to be more accepting of transgender people. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, I can't sit here and say I want you to be more accepting of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then and then say, "Ha, but fuck you! Take off that scarf, you jerk!" Yeah, yeah. because can't... because I'm uncomfortable with your with your religion, yeah. with your religious practice. Right, that makes me feel uncomfortable. And I I mean, yeah, I I mean, I wonder. It it has to be about discomfort on a certain level because, like, if you're engaging with your government government services, and what would the objection? I don't understand what well, the objection. Well, would be. I don't. I don't buy the argument that it's about that. It's only it's it's about government showing preference. No, because no, a single no. because of a group of people having been hired, and 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 that's not that's not the same. No, you know you have you have to show me a lot more than that before I start assuming that the government prefers one religion over right. another. In 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 my mind, this kind of stuff. Of requiring people, because again, the I, I just want to go back to to, to the to the to the to the little graphic, right? It had they 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 were being clearly very careful to say, well, a small cross is fine, right. but a big cross is right. bad, right? Right, like the kind of cross that nobody wears, right? right? Exactly. But but they're trying to figure out, well, how do we like have a good demonstration of Christianity and a bad demonstration of Christianity? What this whole thing is about is okay so quebec has has moved into being the least religious but they're post-christian right so the the norms that christianity created in their society are the ones that they still share it's what they understand it's it's it so what you're not christian anymore you're post-christian yeah we all understand christianity with 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 the outward demonstrations or non-demonstrations right just regular dress it doesn't feel threatening to you exactly whereas someone in a burqa well that feels threatening that well feels a burqa weird. should always feel a little threatening <laughs> a burqa should always be a little wrong right well, like i i think that it represents in, some things that we don't like but but the I way to go about that a changing woman that in a nakib or whatever we said the thing was called a woman with a completely covered face i don't think she should be allowed to be a civil servant really i think there's a line there it's rough. It's tough to know where that line is. I think you have to be willing to to show your face. Well, what if she's just working like in the clerk's office? Oh, if she's in the clerk's office, that's fine. But she's if she's engaging with the public, you have to be able to. the The vast majority of the public want. I mean, she probably wouldn't even want the job working with the public. Yeah, she I would have to because someone in that position. I usually, I think, I think Muslim women who are in that position don't aren't supposed to even talk with men who. Yeah. In so, the present, I mean, when, without their husband there or whatever. The, the question, I guess, is, 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 it's not a valid question. Yeah, but, I don't know. I mean, I but the whole but the but the larger question is if she if she's moderate and is wearing a hijab, by all means. Why? Why? Yeah. Why are we? Why do, why we, do we, we have a problem with it? It's yeah. the problem is with us, not with them. Exactly. In that sense. Anyway, anyway we'll move on. All right. Um, here's one. Uh, an email from Dawn. Um, who says, um, who, who's questioning or, or just pointing out that we must use the knock on wood, uh, colloquialism differently. Huh. Uh, 
than he does. Um, the phrase knock on wood is typically, he says it in the Midwest, um, the phrase knock on wood is typically used when someone utters something sarcastic that would typically be negative if it happened. Hmm. Uh, it could be worse. It could be raining during the wedding ceremony. Knock on wood. That's similar to how we I were think, using it. I think it. it's how we're using it. I mean, we what what we said was that when we use it, some we use it like when we say something that we want, right? And we don't want it jinxed, right? Exactly. But I think that that's but a version of the same thing. It's a, it's you're saying it's, I don't want it's similar rain on the wedding day or whatever. Right. I think the idea. So I did look it up uh, uh-huh. just to be more sure about what this where where this phrase comes from. Yeah. And there seems to be a divergence of of belief. Um, so it it definitely goes back to like pagan days in Europe. Okay. And there are also some wood things with sort of pagan religion, ancient religions in other parts of the world too. Uh-huh. But I mean, so it it and, and it is about like critters, you know, mythical creatures that live in trees. Mm. Some believe that it that it re- relates to like. This idea of knocking on the wood to make the critters not able to hear you so that they can't do mean things to you. Oh, okay. Some believe that, and I think I think the more prevalent belief is that the, uh, the, the, the fairies and whatever in the trees are nice and you want them to protect you or to continue your good luck or to whatever. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you want to arouse, arouse them so that they can, hey, oh yeah, I'll come out and help you and whatever. Arousing the fairies. Arou- okay. I, who doesn't want an aroused fairy? <laughs> I, I know I do. Uh, as many do as you? as many do as I you, can Dan? get. No, I do don't. You? No, I don't think you it's do. a nuisance. That's why I can't go to certain gay bars. Just all the aroused fairies. All the aroused fairies. <laughs> Be a good name for a gay bar. <laughs> the aroused fairy. No, it wouldn't. It would be a bad name. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, Yasmin wrote in. She's from London, England. Hello. Hi. Uh, she says, I-, I listen to your podcast every week. Love it so much. Makes me laugh out loud. That's good. Yeah, that is um, good. She, comes from a, she says, I come from a Muslim family, fairly strict on one side, non-practicing but believers slash superstitious slash cultural Muslims on the other. Hmm. My mother broke away from it and is atheist, raised me and my two siblings free-thinking, open-minded, and happy with, without religion slash church slash holy books and without, blowing, uh, without bowing down to pressure from my family. So she, so that's great. Hooray. Yeah. Yeah. And she wanted us to give a little shout out to mom because she's uh, flying the nest to university this week. And uh, she's very grateful for her mom raising her to be Aww. thinky and not religious-y. Aww, that's nice. So, uh, well, hi. Hi, mom. Hi. Or should, should I? It's London. Should I do it in a London sort do of Do make them feel, <laughs> make them feel like it's a, make them feel at home. Oi, you done raise your kids right, innit? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I'm out of practice. Yeah. I, I actually had to do a a 60s uh, South London dialect in no. a play that was... Really? Yeah, I had to study up, like, not only the region, but, like, the time period. And change That's it all. crazy. So you used governor. <laughs> governor? Strangely, no. <laughs> You'd think... I mean, what are those stereotypes for if they're not true? 
All right. Well, I have an email from Matthew who writes, as a former Gainesville resident, I follow the story of uh, Terry Jones. Um, he ha- And he says that he has, in fact, burned a number of Qurans. Oh, dear. Um, after his original attempt was thwarted and he uh, abandoned the attempt, he has subsequently done it with little or to no notice. Uh, one result is that with no significant press pre- uh, presence, no one tries to stop him, but no one finds out. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. Um, and then he says, um, um, Florida is a non-licensed handgun state and a shall-issue concealed carry state, but not an open carry state. Anyone can buy a handgun, no license required. Anyone can get a concealed carry permit so long as they aren't a felon you don't have to provide a reason why you needed to carry a weapon however no one except law enforcement may carry a firearm visibly on their person huh that's interesting that is interesting thanks for the clarification there because in utah all you have to do is carry it out in the open yeah if you open carry you're in we do have concealed carry permits but you Mm -hmm. have to get a permit to conceal carry yeah but if you you just go through a class you just put it on your hip or just truck it around. Yeah. I wonder if you could... I mean, you could probably just carry it around in your hand. In Utah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was that guy who went into... Uh, I forget which, like... Who went into, like, J.C. Penny. Yeah. Yeah. And he had, like... And he had one, like, slung around on his back. It was like an assault rifle. Uh-huh. We're not just talking to, about a pistol. We're talking about, prove like, the point. Yeah. And they were... Yeah, he... <laughs> and the, the only point he ended up proving was... Okay, even even the gun nuts are a little uncomfortable <laughs> with you just open carrying in the in the mall. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, all right. I mean, he was asked to leave, right? Yeah, I think. So. I, but, well, I mean, or he wasn't. The point was, he wasn't breaking the law. Right. He might have been breaking the policy of the store, but he wasn't actually breaking. The he law. was. He was breaking everybody's sense of calm and comfort. Yeah, is what he was breaking. Because yeah. that is Cause only a crazy okay. person does that. Well, we have some donors I wanted to thank. Oh. Uh, Ryan donated uh, a one-time donation. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Adam is now a new monthly subscriber. No way. Very, very grateful thank you, for Adam. that, Adam. Um, and also, uh, Andrew bought us drinks. So, well, chin chin. You know what? We need to go out and actually have some drinks. We do. On these people. All right. Let's, let's plan it. We'll go out and have some drinks. Matter of <laughs> fact, maybe we should have drinks with some of our listeners. Assault Lake meetup. Meet Let us know, guys. If you're out there and you'd like to do a meetup, just like send us a, a couple of you. Send us some emails. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, if, if there's actually some interest, we'll we'll we'll, we'll schedule. We'll it. just have we'll a little meetup. That'd be, be fun. All right. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Thank you, all of all of our lovely donors. And if you want to donate to us, you can do so by going to the website, the Thank God I'm Atheist website. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the right hand side, there's the uh, support us button. Got Uncle Sam. Click. Just a little That's click. That's all you have to do. Clicksy clicks. Yep. All right. So. Is that is that all? That's the business. All right. Now we dive into. Mm, the Pope. The Popacy. Pope. Papal discussion. The Papacy. Commence. The. Um, <laughs> now we're just saying. The from... Pontificus Maximus. <laughs> yeah, you're about to. Pontificus Maximus. Pontificus. Well, so what brought this up? Why are we Why are we talking about the Pope? We are talking about the Pope because the Pope is crazy. 
Well, this pope is his own <laughs> brand of pope. He's doing some he's def- not crazy. Clearly, no, but... he's not crazy. He he's, he might actually be a follower of that one Jesus fella. He might have read the Bible and <laughs> digested the message of Jesus <laughs> a little bit. He so so the the ostensible you know the the big deal this week was that the pope went on, on a show. He went on some it, some show. He didn't interview. Maybe yes, it wasn't he a was show. interviewed. He didn't interview. Uh, the thing I read said interviewed. I don't know in what context. It was a. It was, was interviewed. It was yeah. It was uh, yeah. I'm for sitting, for I'm, a publication, I think. I think it was a publication. Uh, but yes, we're getting it was. Mired it was down. It was in... a Jesuit publication. Uh, oh. But he but he did this interview. It's all on the record, and uh, and so and this was sort of within six months or after six months from him being elected uh-huh. it turns out that he's sort of been waiting that six months before he launched into anything really heavy duty right because he uh he didn't want to ruffle feathers too quickly right let let the people get used to you let the people really start to like you yeah build up a lot of public support and, and then, then welcome to feather ruffling <laughs> so what did he say dan well, okay, so the the headline that I'm sure you all are familiar with is mm-hmm. that he's basically said, uh, we need to stop focusing so heavily on gay issues, abortion, and contraception. Yeah, he said that the church is obsessed. The word he used was obsessed. Indeed. So. With abortion, gay marriage, and contraception. And he, so he wants it to, he wants to steer the ship in the direction of just, uh, you know, being uh, being there for people. Yeah. He no. likes he likes the flock a lot. He does. He likes he likes the people. He likes reaching out and bringing more people in. It's it's interesting because he's he is um he's being effective. Yeah. People love this guy. People adore this guy. People well, who, here's... people who who don't like the pope. <laughs> who don't like the papacy. Are, are are liking are, this pope. Are liking this guy. Yeah. Here's the thing. He didn't he has he has yet to make any substantive policy changes uh, policy or doctrinal or or any kind of changes sure, right so so a lot of people are saying you know there's a lot of bluster here and you know there's a there's a lot of talk a lot of rhetoric and no changes are are made so far so, and i i I've, i wanted to discuss with you what we think is going on here cuz there are okay. people who are saying that he's laying groundwork for big changes. Right. And people who are saying he's just talking okay, nice. So these people who are saying the big changes, let's let's what are they saying could effectively sort of change? Uh well I think a lot of people think that the I mean the low hanging fruit is contraception. That would be an easy one. It'd be pretty damned easy for him to like, to like get it, through and nobody would raise too much of a fuss. Obviously it 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 changes it, it speaks to an attitude mm-hmm. change about reproduction right but it doesn't say it, it's it that's an that seems so easy to me yeah just change the position on, on condoms and other contraception exactly i mean you can you can couch it in terms of disease prevention yeah in terms of uh, you know w- you know women take birth control pills to regulate their period yeah you can couch it in in, in medical terms and disease prevention terms and not even have to worry about like what the implications are for recreational sex. Right. Oh no. Yeah. 
So that one's the easy one. A lot of people are thinking that uh, that that he's smelling like he's okay with the gays. See, that would be interesting because, I mean, what what would be interesting is that he obviously wouldn't just be like, gays, I take you as you are. Right. Like, like if he found a way to make gay people be sort of, you know, openly accepted in the church, sacramentally speaking, right? Right. Um, to be able to be married. Sure. In the church. Um, to be open and openly gay and participants, at, you know, in their whatever's in their structures. In their structures. Well, I got news for you. Their they're participating in the structures. Just they're doing it as as priests, as priests who are celibate and who are not right. Being. I mean, this gay. might be a really bad choice because they might see the number of priests just drop. <laughs> right. Suddenly, suddenly they just you can't know, fill a it, priest it position. Why they're not lives. good with the gays. <laughs> Just so they can have a, a population like, hey, that goes know. to priesthood. Yeah, that's funny. But uh, but but I mean, so one of the know, quotes, one of the have quotes, to figure that out. And so how, like, yes, in one way, it seems like this really um, kind of liberal thing, right? But at the, in the exact same time, the, he would be bringing gay people in with all the exact same expectations that he has, or that the Catholicism has. Of any of its other members, yeah, you'd still have to be Catholic. Sure, it's Absolutely. not like all of a sudden, oh, you're you're gay and fabulous, and you get to be gay, right, right, in the church. No, they like, won't want you to be, be promiscuous. They'll they'll want you to be, and that's follow. taking away all the fun, right? <laughs> just just try, stop that, stop ruining being gay. That is the point, right? Right. Well, yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, so here's one of the things that I mean, he said. I mean, we're talking about the sexual. I mean, I'm sorry. We are talking about the sexual revolution here <laughs> a little bit, right? Right. But but I mean, we're if talking about post-sexual revolution. We we're talking about what is what does it mean now that the world is looking differently at sexuality, and what and what does that mean for a church that's mired in centuries-old thinking? Well, I think I think a smart pope could undo a lot of the sexual revolution by just accepting. Gay people. <laughs> well, I you, don't think he can undo it, but he can not, certainly not in. Okay, what I mean is, when someone comes out right now as gay, right, they tend to tend to distance themselves from their conservative faith if they belonged to one, right, right, and so they they, they start to question everything. They discover this whole other world of 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 gayness right right which has a lot of the um, fun playful world w- yeah which that whole world is steeped in this idea of sexuality is just a free expression of 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 human of humanity right. right and and you get to determine how you're going to use it yeah right and uh and so that's what people tend to find so what i'm saying is you'd have a lot less people f- discovering that if there was just a role for them in their conservative faith. Indeed. However, there's the counter argument to that, which is that each step along the way is a step that the church takes closer to accepting sexuality as that free as that expression of humanity. Perhaps, but I think you can I think you could I think you could accept gay people, bring them in and lock it down. Oh, absolutely. And I think if the Mormons did that, they 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 would be in much better in a much better position. Oh, absolutely. In the yeah. world. Oh, yeah. I wanted to read this quote from from uh, the Pope from this interview. He said, "A, provo- a 
A person once asked me in a provocative manner if I approved of homosexuality. I replied with another question. Tell me, when God looks at at a gay person, does he endorse the existence of this person with love or reject and condemn this person? We must always consider the person. Here we enter into the mystery of the human being. In life, God accompanies persons and we must accompany them. Starting, starting from their situation, it is necessary to accompany them with mercy. What happens? The, uh, when that happens, the Holy Spirit inspires the priest to say the right thing. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry, but that, to me, I'm sniffing a guy who's laying groundwork. The question is... Shifting thought. Right, but, but, but the, the, the question is, yes, definitely shifting thought. Reading the attitudes of the populace. Yeah. Well, that's being, a good being, point. You know, because, because, and, the... and, and, and letting people know that the church isn't the big scary thing that hates them. Right. Well, here's the other thing. But He's... that doesn't mean that they've, that they've shifted to acceptance. Acceptance <laughs> is totally different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Acceptance I'm just saying, is gay marriage. I'm just saying that this guy's, I, this guy feels to me like he's a chess player. This okay. guy feels to me like, and and there are some other quotations. Let me see if I can find one. There was there was another quotation about where he specifically said uh, that he uh, he says I believe that we always need to we always need time to lay the foundations for real effective change. This is what he said. Okay, that that quote to me says that maybe he's got he's got a uh, you know a, a few moves down he's got a game plan going on here. Right. It's possible. I, the other thing is it's that also the possible. other thing is that he's chasing behind his congr- his congregation at least in this country. I don't know the stats for other countries, but right. I know the stats for the United States. And I can say that according to polls, various polls, uh 55% of of American Catholics say that abortion should be legal in all or most cases, right? As opposed to forty three percent who don't agree with that, right? Eighty two percent of Catholics in the U.S. say birth control is morally acceptable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and most Catholics, <clears throat> uh, most Catholic voters, fifty four percent support same sex marriage. Yeah. So the truth of the matter is. That the Pope is now in the position, in the strange position of chasing his constituents, yeah, to try and catch up with, to try and catch the church up with where everything is clearly going. Right. He knows I, that. Yeah, yeah. I just I have a lot less. Um, I, I guess I'm, I'm just a lot more reserved in what I'm willing to read into all of it. Sure. Because in my mind. He could still just be a a a, a, a in in a, in effect a, a good Catholic priest who who is willing to be warm and willing to be open and willing to embrace people, right? But with an acknowledgement that they need this embrace of the church to bring them back into the correct way. What? So create a sense of openness, create this, 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 this warm embrace, right. And try to shift the attitudes of his priests so that they are doing the same thing, right. right. Where they're not setting up a wall of judgment where they're not immediately going to, this is wrong. Right. But instead they're saying, 
everybody, please come back. Be well. You, and, and he's doing you a very are who good you job. You are, and I will accept that whatever it ends up being. Exactly. But and that will, doesn't mean my job is to love that you this or to... church is going to honor your marriage. Exactly. I mean, I think that whatever. that's true. Here's what I will say, though. Whether or not it goes to that point, and I'm not saying that it will. I'm saying it sounds to me like my read on it looks like he's trying to lay groundwork for that sort of thing. But I can't. But I, I'm certainly not saying that that's where he's going. Right. That's just a guess. But even then, he's still on the right track. Oh yeah, no. Even he's he, totally even if he's going in, a much better direction. Than I mean, it's still it's he's still saying the right things. Like yeah, we're, it's almost like look, we're locked down on certain dogma. There's not much we can do about it, right. but we don't have to make that our focus. What is interesting is, is he running? Like, how risky is this game that he's playing? Because, like, if by acknowledging sort of the humanity of gay people, right. does he allow a younger generation or even the generation that's that's a little, just a little bit older than that young one that we know is just fine with, with these issues, mm-hmm. right? Um, do we allow people who are who are starting to wonder, who are starting to kind of have their own questions about how to to, to approach um, certain issues, right? By being open and by being kind of accepting in a weird way, in a sort of a very limited way, um, does he actually hasten the 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 people leaving the church in a way? Maybe because all of a sudden they come, they come, they feel good about oh, the Pope says it's okay in a, in a sense, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, but wait, the church still isn't good on this issue. If, how do I how do I reconcile these two things? If I were going to guess, and we don't know a lot about this Francis guy, we don't know a lot about who he really is, but I get the sense, like my my sense of this guy is that he almost doesn't care if the church loses people if it's because he's acting right. Right. I I kind of I feel like there's an integrity going on with this guy. Oh, you know, yeah. there's just a there's just a thing he's just kind of. You know, if I'm looking at it from a perspective of a guy who, and I kind of like most of what Jesus had to say. I, I'm certainly not, I don't believe in any divinity to the guy, but I right. like most of what he had to say. Okay. He was into being nice to other folks. Yeah. I'm into that too. Sure. Um, so as someone, so it always irks me and or baffles me when people are so fucking hateful in the name of Jesus. Right. And this guy just seems to get what Jesus was about and, like, go for that. Yeah. And if he loses parishioners, if the church, you know, if if the, you know, if it opens up the uh, the membrane enough that people then gently sort of filter out of the mm-hmm. church, he's okay with that. If they go on to be loving people, he doesn't give a shit. Hmm. He said, I mean, he said the, the thing about atheists going to heaven, yeah. which the Vatican quickly retracted. Right. But all of this stuff about, like... Who am I to say, you know, what's a good person? Right. I just want you to be good. And he, you know, he throws in, I want you to pray to God and all this stuff. But I don't think he cares anything about, you know, what your status in the church is if you're a good person. That's the I sense know, that, that I get. That's a pretty big assumption. Well, he said it. He said atheists could go to heaven because as long as they're good people and acting, you know, right, but, who is he to judge? The, right. But, I mean, I still think that there's a... 
He probably wouldn't he's, want the church not to, saying, to shrink. He probably, exactly. He wouldn't probably. That, that's kind of want that. w- w- that's kind of where I'm going. Is that yeah. he? Of course, if he believes that this organization is good and that it does good for people and it creates better people uh-huh. somehow, right? He doesn't want to see it go away. He wants to do what's good for that organization. He might see corruption in it, like with the Curia, you know, the administrative mm. body of the Vatican, the bureaucracy of the Vatican. Um, you know, he may want to reform the Curia, and there's a lot of stuff that's showing that he that he's working on that. Right. You know, he's brought together eight cardinals from outside the, the Vatican to create a body that will counsel on possible Curia reforms. Right. You know, so, I mean, he is he's actually, in a sense, this incredibly powerful organization, this bureaucracy of the church, the right. Curia, which really could ruin a pope if they wanted to. Sure. You know, it really like hamstring him. They're they're he's, Yeah, they're pretty so for, effective. For six months, he has... Uh, been out in front of everything. Yeah. Getting crazy popular. Yeah. And now he's starting reforms. Making phone calls. Of administrative reforms. Kissing right. hands, shaking yeah. babies. I think that's more what he's up to than anything else. Absolutely. I think he's trying to break down a lot of the corruption and hypocrisy of church administration. He's going to ruin every Dan Brown novel for the rest <laughs> of the... <laughs> Dan Brown is pissed. Dan Brown's like, wait, wait, what? What? No, you can't do that. I need more bad people in the Vatican. I, if you guys want a treat, by the way, I highly recommend that you go and find Slate's article, uh, which is now titled... <laughs> Pope Francis is a liberal, but was originally titled Pope Francis is a flaming liberal. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm on Slate right now, and I just noticed that Slate has exactly, uh, it's, it says follow Slate on Twitter, and they have 666,000 followers. <gasps> 666. No. Anyway, it's, it's funny because this, this article is trying to, ju- I mean, it never says that his liberalism is bad it just keeps pointing out how he's against the conservatives he's against Mm. you know he's anti-conservative profoundly it says anti-conservative it never it never says he's bad it just keeps (laughs) saying showing exactly how it it analyzes you see this this passage means that he's very liberal even though he said something that sounds a little conservative is very liberal right you he can, might be you, liberal for a pope. Yeah, exactly. That does not make a liberal in the real world. Ah, uh, he's a flaming liberal. <laughs> All they they did that just to get some hits. Yeah, exactly. God, I I just I love it. He it, it you can you can feel in this article how mad this guy is about this this pope. Mm. But it's the Pope. You can't do anything. Yeah. It's uh, the Pope. Oh, the Pope. So there you go. The, the Papa. I, I just I hope he lives a long time because I want to see what this Pope does. I know. I'm fascinated. I'm in for the story. <laughs> I, it's like Breaking Bad. I am I am uh, on board with watching. He, well, what you don't know about this Pope is that he's turned <laughs> the old papal residence into a massive meth. <laughs> right. Uh, meth. He's got he's got Benedict cooking, cooking. for him in the back. Kitchen. Meth kitchen. Yeah. Meth meth lab. There you go. Why you, could I not come up with the word lab? You got to it eventually. Yeah. He's got Benedict like forced being forced to cook in the back. Yeah. He's on a chain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. Spoiler. No, no, don't even say spoiler. <laughs> Just catch up. Everybody catch up on Breaking Bad, will you? Be- because next week there is going to be some 
Well, in two weeks, there's going to be some serious spoiling. Shit's going to go down in two weeks. We will freely talk about Breaking Bad (laughs) in two weeks. I don't know. After the last episode. Why not? Okay. We can put a huge spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. It could be our segment. Catch up, you guys. I want to talk about Breaking Bad. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good, you guys. I can't believe it. Are you not watching it? Why aren't you watching it? Mom, don't watch it. No. No. Mom, you can't watch it. But everybody else, watch it! (laughs) My mom just doesn't like violence very much. Yeah, I I don't think it would be her cup of tea. No. But the rest of you, get on on board. All right, well... Uh, if you want to re- reach us and tell us that we don't know shit about the Pope. Which we don't. Which we don't. We ad- we'll admit it right now. Sorry, yeah. guys. But if you want to get specific about why we don't, uh, you can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Or join the fun conversation that happens over on the Facebooks. That's just facebook.com slash atheist. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club uh, for letting us use uh, their music. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>